I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course, devil stopped. I do like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so puppy? This could be a while. Puppy smash. Bad parenting podcast. We're all up in your mom. I always swear I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk with cheese. We had gum with cheese. No, I know why nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Uh, yes, welcome to episode 131 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I am Jody. And it is wet as a motherfucker outside. Like, like I don't want to disparage those in the south. I'm going to say like, um, let's that are, put that in a relative uh, I didn't say format. it was wet and windy, I just said it was wet. Yeah, it is very much pouring down rain. And, and the gutters are like overflowing yeah. because it's all happening so fast. Well, and that, and I haven't had a chance to do my uh, end yeah, of... Yeah, but they've held up just fine until now. Like, right. this is just a lot of water in a very short amount of time. Right. And, yeah, so, lots but, of water everywhere. But now I have yet another project to go out and do, which is clear the gutters out and get that all taken care of so it stops overflowing. Thankfully, the, the where it's overflowing now is not where anywhere, anywhere anybody walks. So it's not like you have to walk through a flood to get to it and whatnot, but... Um, <clears throat> And then, because our uh, the roof in our bedroom is so flat, the water makes a really distinct noise when it comes, and the trees over it too. So, like, it's not the normal. Just like, because I find rain very peaceful to sleep to. Like, if it's a, just a steady rain, mm-hmm. being in Oregon, you kind of have to. You, you just you get used to the fact that rain pitter pattering on the uh, on the rooftop. It has a certain sound to it, and it just gets you like calm and go to sleep. Well, we have the tree that blocks. A lot of the rain from our our uh, the roof over our the, the part of the roof over our bedroom, but when the wind picks up, all of a sudden it's like a hurricane force <laughs> waterfall all at once, yeah. and uh, and of, so it, it, just, it shocks me awake sometimes. Yeah, it does, and so like it'll be dead silent. All of a sudden, boom, and it's like there's something like falling onto the well, roof. And right and, outside of our bedroom door, to the outside, to the exterior door, there's we have that um, plastic. It's not plastic. It's a fiberglass sheeting. Um, Oh, gosh, it's like crinkle cut fries. Um, Corrugated roofing. Yes. And so the rain is really loud on it. Yeah, really that really is loud. like, I don't care if I have to upgrade some of the support structure and whatnot. One of the first things I do when we go to upgrade that part of the deck is we're just going to put a normal ass type of roof over it because I get it. That stuff's way cheaper. It's quicker to install and whatnot, but it is loud as fuck when the rain hits it. And yeah. Oh. So Rose decided to leave me and come join you. I guess. We'll see if this causes a That's disturbance the in the forest. That's the weirdest thing ever because sh- we don't get along so great. 
Well, you don't get along with her so great. No. She likes you just fine. She does not like me. She likes you just fine. No. She yeah. growls at me all fucking night. You don't hear it. Every time I move, she Oh, she growls at me too. At me. She growls at me too. Yeah, I see. She's like, there's there's little hints of, of the chihuahua in here, the, the bad parts of the chihuahua that I don't like that we've pretty much worked out a rocket as far as he doesn't snap, he doesn't bite, he doesn't growl that much. But she growls every once in a while, but it's just, she's very, very, she's she's like you in dog form. You interrupt her sleep and she gets very angry Whatever. about it. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> tell me that you don't, you, you just love it when somebody comes and bumps you awake in the middle of the night. I don't gro- threaten to literally bite them. There's been I cl- do not threaten to literally. <laughs> it's been close a couple of times. Uh, no. <laughs> I, you growled at me before. Growled. Growled <laughs> is different than trying to take a chunk out of your arm. I'm, I'm, just I'm sure if you had enough motivation to roll over, you might have been the snapping and growling <laughs> thing too. It's just. <laughs> so. Anyway. How was your week, babe? I don't know. I. <laughs> great being compared to animals and no i just said that she's very much like you in the respect that you guys both appreciate your sleep okay however i will say she's not like you in the respect when she gets up in the morning she's excited like hey it's time to get up and go play and you and tempe or not you and you and trent both are both not morning people you're just grumbly and and not lucid for about i don't know half the day that's not true (laughs) That's with, an exaggeration. With Trent, it is sometimes. There's been days where Trent is just the he got up. He just there was like that extra half hour he needed. That he didn't get, and he is just a whiny, cranky asshole the rest of the day. So, <clears throat> whereas Tempe has decided to become, I was we weren't sure there for a while what she was going to do. If she was going to be like a morning person or what? Because she kind of went back and forth. But now she, she's pretty much a morning person oh my god so much so that it's driving me nuts <laughs> on saturday she wakes me up at 602 on the dot i couldn't go out to sleep i'm like okay well let's go ahead and you can watch some cartoons or whatnot so she comes out to the living room to watch cartoons and uh i get up at like 615 620 um come stumbling out here she's like yeah uh before i came in and got you i was really starving so i went ahead and made myself a little bit of breakfast and had that first i'm like well, how long were you up she's like yeah, i woke up around 602 i'm like no honey 602 is when you came into the bedroom and woke me up how long were you before that she's like I don't know. So I have no idea how... Long enough to make and eat breakfast. Yeah, so I have no idea how long she had actually been awake, but she found one of those uh, those uh, pancake sausage dog stick things we have. It's like a corn dog. It's, it's, it's like most... a corn dog, only it's sausage and pancake batter. Right. Which is it's, pretty ingenious. It's pretty much amazing. <laughs> like, I have to watch myself. I would just eat all of them. See, I don't like them. I do. It's one of the few. So I'm 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 a I love I'm a lover of freezer food. <laughs> I like prepackaged meals. They are convenient and easy and generally taste decent. So I mean, if you buy the good stuff, anyway. So it's kind of shocking, but I do not like those pancake thingies. I I do not like them. They taste cardboardy and gross to me. Yeah, see, I like those, and I like the little breakfast croissants that we've been getting. I do too. like those. Um, but oh. speaking of uh, of microwavable, quick and easy to me eat good stuff. I had some of the best macaroni and cheese in my life yesterday, and it was from the microwave. Wow. Um, Amy's. Yeah. They're little one-off yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we were over at Buddy's house, and the kids were all playing, and Trent got hungry. And I'm like, okay, Trent, what do you want for lunch? I was just trying to get some ideas. I was going to run to the store one night. He's like, I want macaroni and cheese. I'm like, of course you'd want macaroni and cheese. Just just try something else. And my buddy's like, no, no, hold on, hold on. He pulls out his cabinet. He's like, yep, here it is. And he pulls out a thing, or it was in his fridge. It's the, 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 the freezable type. And so uh, he tossed it in there, and uh, 
heated it up and it was actually really good. I'm like, damn for, I mean, it didn't have any of that. So, you know, usually the, um, the easy Mac stuff has just, you can tell that it's plastic, well, that it's the it's petroleum based cheese product, right. <laughs> the, the preserve, it's going to outlive you. <laughs> um, but this stuff was, it was really good. I'm like, well, shit, I got to find out where to get this. And, and other than whole paycheck Costco. and that uh, Costco has they it? Have it at Costco. Good. Cause I don't, I don't dare go into whole foods or anything like that. Cause it's just so goddamn expensive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing is, I, I really it bothers me that like you you literally you pay it's like you pay a premium to eat healthier. Period. Well, not just no. Okay, you can but you can eat healthier without going to Whole Foods. My my right. what bothers me is you can get you go to Whole Foods or you go to Trader Joe's these places and Trader you, Joe's isn't as bad. They're not, but you pay a premium for the name. It's like whether you drive a uh, a Lexus versus a Toyota, it's the same fucking thing. But you're going to pay more to have that fancy little L emblem on the back of it, both in parts and cost of ownership and the actual car itself, even though they're the same goddamn company that use the same engines and everything. But as soon as you get the Lexus name on it, boom, it is way more expensive. And so it, that that bothers me. Like I can go to Winco and I can get, now, granted, not everything is the same, but I can get a lot of the bulk food products and whatnot. It's all the same stuff at Winco and, and literally a fraction of the cost of Whole Foods. Yeah. And so it's just like, and but then that does bring a huge talk about in our society that like, why is it, why that, are we so obese? A, that is a huge socioeconomical anthropological question at this point, because why is it that we can go to Winco and buy whatever junk food we want for super cheap, right? but to buy healthy or I, and I don't mean healthy because Winko has healthy food. Yeah, Winko has fruits and vegetables and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But to buy stuff that's specialty or anything like that, you know that they could have it at Winko, but it probably just doesn't sell. Right. So they don't have it. Yeah, I mean, in that respect, it's smart business. They're playing to the clientele yeah. and whatnot. But but why is that the clientele? Well, but but it's it's a multifaceted thing because I know that. I grew up in a house where my mom had lived with, basically my grandma lived the depression mm-hmm. and she remember and when she was a little kid, she remembers the great depression and I mean, this is, and everything that happened there so much so that she's the type of person that would wash and reuse her Ziplocs. Mm-hmm. So this was not an unknown. And so, and so everything, my grandma was, washed her paper plates <laughs> and reused them. <laughs> and so there was a, um, you know, there was a huge thing about um, you made everything yourself. You did this, you know, all that. And my mom was the same way. And part of the reason why we were able to do as well as we did with the, from the food perspective, even though through those times where we were broke, was because my mom ate everything from scratch. And my dad did too. We very rarely ate out. Um, there was a lot of stuff. So, and, and <clears throat> whereas not a lot of families get that. Or you look at, and it's actually very true, you look at some of the... Um, there's been documentaries and stuff whatnot done on it where they literally like to get to a good grocery store. If you live in the quote unquote ghetto or the poor part of town, you can't do it, especially if you don't have a car. So it means deserts. Yeah. Food deserts. So yes. it's really, it's really a, a strange thing, but ultimately, yeah, you do pay a premium to go buy food from these. They're basically they're like high end grocery stores. I mean, they're, they're literally like what's the word for like a Nordstrom's versus for um like Walmart. The one is the what's the term for the Nordstrom's? The um, department store. No, is there's like a fancy? Uh, I don't know. Sears no, store? I'm 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 losing it there. I, I don't, don't know. 
yeah. what you're talking about. As is the usual, you. <laughs> you're you're using um, you're like fishing for a word that I'm not sure is there. Well, it's a word that like basically it. Luxury. It would be basically like luxury would be the word, but there's actually a term for it. But you know where where it's you're you're paying. $170 for a pair of pants instead of $30 for a pair of pants. So that's like with my work clothes and whatnot. I can go to Nordstrom's or these other places and, and get these super expensive pairs of pants or I can go to the Van Heusen store and get, you know, basically the same thing. And there's a few differences for a fraction of the price. And, and a lot of times you're just paying because somebody's name is on the tag or on the material or on the whatever, you know? And, uh, that's how it is at these, uh, the whole foods and whatnot. Like I've been to them, they have great stuff and they have good food, but I can guarantee I'm going to pay, you know, one and a half to two times more at the least for the same kind of product. Well, what I'm finding, what I have found is that stuff that you can get at any other store you're going to pay three times as much for at Whole Foods right. or whatever. But stuff that you can't find anywhere else, not necessarily. Right, yeah. It just kind of depends. You kind of hit or miss. But the the really, for me, though, the one thing that bugs me the most about those stores is the clientele. Like, you literally have that whole that, that um, episode of South Park where they had the, uh, where everybody started driving Priuses. And then um, George Clooney had his acceptance speech about some award he got. And there was a smug cloud that was coming from California. And he was going to meet up with the smug cloud from South Park because all the people that are driving hybrids. And but there's that, that era of smug. They, like, I'm better than you simply because I shop here. And it's like, why, why do we even have to? I mean, what's, what's with the instantaneous knee-jerk reaction on the judgment, you know? It just doesn't make a lot of sense. But um, And then there's like places like our city. Like We have a Safeway. And what would have been, which is, I think, Vaughn's outside of town, like in other areas. Um, and then what we would have, like, a, it's called the Red Apple, but well, I think it was a Thriftway before. Thriftway. Yeah. Um, so and Thriftway is a smaller chain of stores around. Um, but those are the only two major, quote, unquote, grocery stores besides the Walmart Supercenter. But it's, but also, it's not a Supercenter. It's like, yeah. It's it has, like, like, three aisles of food. Right. And that's all the processed. And it's all, like, Sugar cereal, candy, there's a freezer section and a soda section and a chip section and like a cooking baking section, like, you know, cookie dough and stuff. But yeah. And, uh, if we want to get to a Winco, the Costco, whatever, it's a, it's about a 35 minute drive from here. 35 to 45 minutes. Yeah. So you just want, you always want to make a day out of it, which, you know, I know why did you move there? It's cause there's, there's other reasons why it's nice to live here. It's, but, but, um, there are plenty of places between here in Portland or even here in North of us where you could toss in a Winco or a Costco and they would do very, very well because the surrounding areas here would really love to have something Or one of those Targets with the food markets. Target has stepped up their game. I know. I walked into those because I, so Dunkin' Donuts is like a coffee franchise on the East Coast. Yes. And they they used to be here too. They were, but they were, and, and then they just disappeared. I don't. I don't know what happened on the West Coast. Like, it was like we. I don't know if we had like some sort of like a instead of a hip hop happened. Might be instead of a hip hop war, we got a uh, you know a, a Dunkin' Donuts war. But um, so they're not here. But they have they make this really good coffee creamer called Extra Extra that I love, 
And it used to be that the Safeway here in town had it, and then they stopped carrying it, and then I couldn't find it anywhere. Then the Walgreens here in town carried it, and I got out there like twice, and they stopped carrying it. And then so nobody else here in town has it. But then I so I looked it up online. I'm like, where in the fuck can I find this shit? It's got you know I got to be able to find it somewhere. And uh, Target they carry it like all the time. So now whenever I'm near a Target, I just grab three or four at a time and bring them home and put them in the fridge. Um, so we were down by a Target the uh, what, a week or two ago, and I went to the food section, and holy shit. Because I remember when it first started, it was much like the one in the Walmart here. It was like three aisles, and it wasn't a whole lot. And now it's like everything. They've got produce. They've got meats and, and cheeses. And I'm like, whoa, when did Target become... They also have a lot of really good gluten-free and dairy-free stuff. Yeah. A friend, a friend of mine told me, showed me, took me, forcibly. <laughs> oh, coming for her, you liked it. Uh, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I was totally blown away. Like, I'm like, wow, Target has, you know, it just, it didn't, I, I hadn't been, I don't go to Targets very often in the first place. Which is why I was actually going to say, like, it's just because you haven't been in a Target in a really long time. Because that happened, like, three or four years ago that that happened there. Yeah, but I just remember, like, Target used to be when when you were too good to shop at a Walmart. But, but not still, good enough to go. <laughs> but, you, but you still wanted Walmart prices. You went to Target. Like... There really isn't much of a difference between the two of them, except one had a red, you know, literal target on the side. The other one was um, hated by all, but they all sell the same products. I mean, it's, you know, it's, they're no different than each other. But now, and I think that's part of the reason why Target probably had the rebranding, like they've tried to step it up a bit because they didn't want to be the, uh, you know, the, the second rate the Walmart. Slightly nicer than Walmart. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, they're really, at least that one out there in the, on the west side, it's really nice. I don't know how the ones are over my office. I, I don't know either, but I, I do know that that one is particularly nice. It's That's always been a pretty yuppie-ish part of town, though. Right. So. Which always surprised me when they opened up that uh, Walmart marketplace there. I know. But it does really well. It, it does, which is also surprising. Then again, I guess not surprising. You have to pay so much just for your fucking house over there that you can't afford anything but <laughs> <Yeah>. Walmart. <laughs> well, oh. the rent is like 1500 a month for a two-bedroom yeah. apartment right there. So. Right. Yeah, it's it's a crazy part of town. Not as crazy as downtown Portland, but still pretty yeah. crazy. Or not as crazy as that. So I remember a few episodes back, I talked about my trip to San Francisco. I went to the Presidio, and I was in that hospital. They converted to high-rise um, yeah. condos. Are not well, actually technically they're condos, but they have to be called apartments because you can't actually own any land there. Blah blah blah. Um, but they're really swanky apartments, and so something brought up brought it up again last night. I think it was a uh, well, we, we were watching Zootopia. Zootopia. Yeah, there's a part where they're at a weird. They're well, going to a weird building, and it's like on the edge of a waterfall. And I said it was a really cool looking building, and you're like, that looks like the building I was in, and blah blah blah. And we, right, <clears throat> and you got to be careful, or you're going to start a howl. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about that part of the movie is not just when the, the, the wolves howl, but when Trent does it with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that whole movie is good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, so I looked, I just had a curiosity. I looked up to see if I could see any, um, I, I had been to certain parts of the building, but I wanted to see what the actual apartments themselves looked like. And the, uh, what was it? A three bedroom, like maybe 1300 square foot at tops started off at the low end nine grand a month topped out at 16 grand a month the two bedroom 600 foot studio or not studio but the two bedroom 600 foot apartment um that started off at between five to seven grand depending on which what you got um 
It was just crazy. Uh, but the cool thing about it was it was a, it was a secured entry to the building. You had a actual security guard that like would check your, he, he knew all the mm-hmm. um, tenants by their name and whatnot. And he made sure that if you were the on premises, you had a reason to be there. You had to check in, get a visitor's badge and all that jazz. But they have an on site wine cellar that as a tenant, you have access to with, and I'm, we're talking like really, really expensive right. wines. So there's some, there's some perks they gave and whatnot, but I'm just like, damn, I could not. You know, I just I couldn't imagine spending that much a month on a house. I mean, it's I guess if you got it, spend it. But then again, with all this budgeting and stuff we're doing, like no, if you got it, invest it. Don't spend it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it makes you wonder how many. Like there was a lady that came out and and she had her kid with her, and and I'm just like I'm and she was obviously a stay at home mom. I'm like, what in the hell does your husband do? to make the kind of money to afford this place. I mean, it's got, you're in the Bay area. So, you know, everything there is going to be expensive. Gas is expensive. It's expensive to fucking fart for Christ's sake. Um, but it's just, it, that whole, it just, it just baffles me. Like that you could be so affluent and you could live like that. And we're, we don't, we're not well to do, but we're not destitute either, you know? Um, but still, it's just like, Whoa, <laughs> to have that kind of cash. That's like Bill Gates money, you know? No. Bill Gates' money is buying the whole fucking building. That's true. <laughs> Bill Gates' money is your wife doesn't like where those 350-year-old trees are, so we're going to move them to the other side of the property. Wait, what? <laughs> um, yeah, that's... I, I don't know. That's crazy. It's just... Yeah, it's a kind of a mindfuck, you know, if you think about it. We're sitting here in our nice house. It's comfortable. It's it's big enough. and In our comfortable house. Yeah. I, I would hesitate to call it nice. <laughs> It's not, it's not bad. It's it just, fine. it's like everything else. It needs, you know, everything needs work. Need new, no, not everything. <laughs> needs, needs a new coat of paint eventually, but it's not a fixer upper by any means. It's about in between. What? You wouldn't have classified this as a fixer upper when we bought it? No. My, I totally would have. No, because my, because it was still. It was still technically, when I think fixer up, right, like not at all livable, even in a little bit, like you have to, there's a lot you have to do to it to make it to the point. Like we had, do you to, know how much I had to do to get this house clean, livable? Now I'm not trying to underestimate or, or <laughs> I'm not at all negating with the work you did, but we mainly had to clean and paint. Like we replaced a lot of light fixtures and other stuff because we wanted to, because we didn't like the looks of them, et cetera, but they didn't have to be done. Like the fluorescent fixtures in the kitchen didn't have to go, but we didn't like the, the, uh, faux wood look of the 90, late nineties. that was there with the, the, the flickering fluorescent lights. So we replaced it with LEDs, but realistically somebody could have bought this place, washed it, deodorized it. And not even really painted it if they didn't want to, and it would have been fine. So, I, no, I wouldn't classify that as a fixer-upper. Now, some place where you can't, you know, where you're not able to utilize the bathroom because, you know, you've got to replace a tub and all that kind of stuff, that to me is a fixer-upper. Um, but I wouldn't say it was 100% move-in ready. No, it did need a little bit of work. <clears throat> okay. So. Yeah, that's that's how I you know because I just I, I always view I guess fixer uppers are more like those houses. I'm not going to argue with you. Flip I'm flop. just simply going to say that you classify. I would have classified this very much as a fix. I still classify this as a fixer upper. So still has some stuff that needs to be done to it, but all in all, it's 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 good and it's ours. We own it and yay. Therefore, it goes back to the aforementioned gutters, and we have to get those cleaned up and and all that shiz because. Our house is peeing right now. <laughs> For 
every available orifice. So, um, let's see here. Look at my notes. Oh, so on the way home, I, so I went and picked up Ezra tonight from yes. his mom's house. I should say I went and met, met his mom at our normal halfway point. And we're driving back home, and, and he asked me to make sure that I was able to, because I asked him, I'm setting up a tablet for him because he needs to have access to Google Docs and stuff like that at school. And the laptop we had for him was kind of dying, but all he's doing is, is I was talking to the teacher. All they do is like when they do that kind of stuff is stuff in the, either the, in one of the Google suite of apps, whether it's the docs, the spreadsheets or their slides or whatever they call it. I'm like, well, he doesn't need a full blown machine for that. So we'll set him up with one of our old tablets we have here and uh, get a keyboard for it and get it all good to go. So, um, I was getting it all hooked up for him and I needed to get his username and password for his school account. Um, that way he could sync all of his documents back and forth. And so he had, on the way home, he said, so did you all the information you needed? Cause he told me where he had his password and all that at. And I said, yeah, I got it. And I got it all set up and whatnot. He's like, yeah. He's like, did you recognize the password? And I'm like, no, I said, it was a good complex password though. I said, good job for, ma- for making that one up. He said, oh, I did. And that was the one that you had on my old laptop and I just memorized it. And it's like a 13 character, one, one of those ones. I'm like, well, good job memorizing it. Cause I still don't even do that half the time. I got one password that I memorized my last pass and then everything else just, you know, it's there. Um, he's like, yeah, some people in the classroom were, were, uh, we're picking really, really like small or stupid passwords. I'm like, oh yeah. He's like, yeah. There's this one kid that was absent and he wasn't there. So I, the teacher asked me to finish the account set up on his on his designated workstation or whatever for him. And uh, I had his 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 simple password that he had set up when you first like before you actually set the account up and you're just getting a, you know getting it assigned to you. And <clears throat> the kid chose Hail Satan as his password. And I started I, I started laughing just at that. I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know stupid you know seventh grader yeah ha 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 he's like yeah but he spelled satan wrong i'm like what he's like yeah he spelled hail right but satan he spelled s-a-t-o-n <laughs> i'm like yeah you know if you're gonna pledge allegiance to the dark lord you should at least spell his name properly <laughs> and he lost it he started cracking up and it was it was good to hear him laugh like that because i haven't heard him that laugh that hard in a while but i thought it felt was hysterical this kid's like i'm gonna you know hail satan and you didn't even spell satan right dude <laughs> Or it's just an added layer of security. I mean, if you're going to use a phrase to to use as your password, perhaps misspelling it is a way of um, added security. Security by obscurity is what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, Sure. I'm just saying. (laughs) Kind of like tubs in your ears instead of tubes. Yep. Yeah. That's a... That's been interesting. So I, the um, the talk of the weekend, and I'm not going to, I don't want to die. I, I have to mention something political, but it's not so we dive off into a political rant. So if you start to see me go that way, put the brakes on it. Um, yeah, because no, that always works. No, I'm asking you to do so. I'm being reasonable in the respect that if I if you like throw something at me, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I have a really heavy thing in my hand. Exactly. Um, so Donald hey. Trump. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, a tape was released from like 10 years ago of him saying some pretty foul shit about women and about how he just, uh, he just, yeah, takes what he wants, takes what he wants. And if that doesn't work, he grabs them by their business business. Yeah. Because he's a businessman. You, you know, know? The, the sad thing is I'm having a hard time saying words that I normally would say and out of, out of the context of how he said them. I wouldn't have any problem saying those <laughs> words, but 
it just like I almost feel like it's, it's almost like I'm gonna conjure him up. I, I know, right? Words, like, right? Just don't say it's his like name. That, that whole was that, was that, yeah, was it Bloody Mary or Bloody whatever? Mary, yeah, yeah, you know, if you say if you say uh, grab him by the pussy three times quick, all of a sudden Donald Trump's gonna appear and get you in the junk or whatever, right? And I don't want that. <laughs> um, but it brought up an interesting. Of course, I wouldn't say interesting. There, there's been a whole bunch of back and forth on Facebook and debates and whatnot. Um, but I saw this meme and I've seen it multiple times in multiple different pictures and whatnot used for it. But it was like, and I found the and and I know what you're going to bring up, right? No, and I found the humor in it and whatnot. Um, and what it said was uh, was that uh, if. Uh, if so many women had a problem with what Donald Trump says, then how in the hell did we spend? Did we sell eighty million copies of Fifty Shades of Grey? And you know, I saw it. It kind of gave me a good chuckle. I get the whole. It's humorous, but your argument is invalid. Uh, I, no, I, 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 I don't disagree. In in a way, I don't disagree, but in a way, I do. I I, I do disagree with you, um, because it does. But just because people liked 50 shades of gray and they don't like donald trump for saying quote unquote the same things right one is for entertainment value and one is for a president and no, those are that, two so vastly totally different things that totally agree. the argument is invalid it doesn't well, matter what you choose for entertainment because people choose donald trump for entertainment right. he has he had a very successful no, show and i and, and that argument i fully agree with so i'm not going to disagree with your argument whatsoever the argument that, that was being presented online that I wholeheartedly disagreed with was the fact that they were trying to sell the book as a book about. It's not a book about female empowerment, that, which well, is so, what everybody right. started so, to say when it came out. And it's not. It, it is a, not about female empowerment. If anything, it sets people back. Right. The only thing that's empowering about the whole book is that it brought women's sexuality to the forefront in a social way that it hadn't been ever before so yeah. life and <laughs> this is <laughs> sorry so i did some research when this whole argument was going on um and, and yes it did including the uptick of emergency room visits from bdsm injuries from yes. people who had no idea how to do it properly right and so that was what i kind of because what this person was trying to say was that a the female empowerment thing mm-hmm. which i totally dis right off the bat i'm like no fucking way um and then also that you can't compare the two because Donald Trump promotes rape culture, but Fifty Shades of Grey does not. And also that um, it was consensual sex in the book, whereas what he's talking about isn't consensual, yada, yada, yada. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. The whole premise of the book is, yeah, this twisted... Well, sorry, I don't want to use twisted because... There is, there are those who enjoy BDSM, and it's a perfectly acceptable outlet if everybody involved is on the same page. Right. Yada yada yada. So, but this guy had some of those fetishes, but not in the good ways. Well, and well, not most BDSM practitioners will tell you that it's the horrible example of right. the way, their way of life. Right, and I was going like, to, I was going to get to that. Yeah, like he's talking about, oh, it's all based in this trauma and blah blah blah, and that is just not the case most right. of the time. Like you're. The whole premise of the book is flawed yep. um, from the get-go. And then you double down on that by making her totally subservient, totally like, like I don't want to do this thing that you want me to do. Well, if I give you a helicopter, will you do it? And she's right. like, sure. Why the fuck not? You know, right. like it, it just, it does not empower her at all. It, it, it makes her a bought and paid for. 
Right, and that's that's kind of the point that I made when I on my comment I said you know anybody that tries to say that this was a it was a proper book about BDSM or it was a proper book about consensual sex or whatever is a tool. And I just left it at that, and then they were the, then this lady replied back, no, it was the sex was consensual, but the the um it, it did it, no what she say, um it was a poorly written book which I fully agree with, um the sex was consensual I don't agree with that, um. But it also had elements of stalking and emotional and and what should I say emotional um, ab- abuse or whatever. I can't remember the exact terminology word she were used, but basically she said that you know it was like stalking and emotional abuse and this and that. And I'm like, well, hold on. I'm like, if you have stalking, you can't have uh, consensual sex when you're talking about a relationship built on stalking and emotional abuse. Right. If the whole thing is predicated <laughs> on one person doing these things. You can't. I don't consider that consensual because you just. You, I I just don't. I don't see. Well, yeah. How. If you if your really good friend came up to you and like, well, I met this guy and he kind of stalks me and he kind of does this all this stuff to me and he's kind of mean to me and he kind of does these things that I don't like, but we have great sex. You would be like, hmm, sounds like you're being abused and potentially assaulted, and and that's what that book is. Right now, now if the person was like, you know. The guy's trying to do this, he's trying to do that, and I'm fully aware of it, but the sex is great and I'm just using him for it. Yeah. That would be a female empowerment kind of thing, like, in a way. Like, it's a, the chick is fully aware of what's it's going on. It's still a gray area, it's, for sure. Well, it's Fifty Shades of Gray area. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it. You walked right into I that didn't dad joke. <laughs> I really uh, didn't. I know you didn't. Uh, see here, I'm trying to see if I can find the uh, the post real quick. Unless, oh, did he actually delete it? I don't. That's not like him to do that. Um, Either way... I guess my point is I'm I am tired of people bringing up arguments about Trump in support of Trump because such and such was really wrong and he's really wrong. So it makes it totally okay. It's like it still doesn't. (laughs) Neither one of those things was okay. It's just a difference of entertainment value versus, you know, political acumen. And I don't know. Okay. The response was it was consensual. Also full of emotional abuse and stalking, but consensual sex. And some terrible writing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but once again, going back to it, emotional abuse and stalking does not allow for a relationship where you can truly have a consensual thing. Because the one person in there, while they may be saying it at the time because they're hoping that it'll make things better or whatnot, and they might be consenting to it. Yeah, so yes, by the technical down brass tacks of the term, you could say there was consent given, but it would be like consent given under duress. Yeah. Basically, it would be an argument in court that if I gave a testimony under this kind of duress, it would be thrown out because it would not be an accurate testimony because I felt like I was being coerced into it. So when you feel like you're being coerced into sex because of money or whatever else, that's not consensual sex. And so my point was that, you know, you've got these pe- you've got an entire group of, of people, and I'm not going to just narrow it down to the females, I'm just going to narrow it down to the people that enjoy this book, who have that viewpoint, um, yet they have a problem with this other guy doing it. And now that you can bring the argument into, well, one's trying to run a country and one's not. I fully agree with that. But you can't... Uh, the way I view it is you can't have a problem with, like, the way I'm going to raise temperance is, is that if you think this is consensual, you sure as fuck can't have a problem with it over here. It's either all or nothing in that respect, because no matter what you say or what you do, 
they're both doing the same thing. What did Trump say? His thing was, is that, you know, if they don't want it, I just buy them furniture. I just do this. And then I eventually get it. And if that doesn't work, I'm by the pussy. Right. Um, what did the character in the book do? Well, I couldn't get it the first time. Well, here, here's a new laptop or here, here's this and started showering this person with presents. And all of a sudden he got what he wanted. It's the same fucking thing. And that's part of the reason why this whole stuff's happening in the, in the, in the um, debate or in the uh, political arena is because we have these people who aren't being raised by their parents as to what a proper relationship should be. Yeah. Now, is anybody perfect? By God, all means, no. We all have our issues, and we all get into fights and whatnot, and, and there's always stupid shit that happens, but I think there's some there's some core principles to relationships that we should be teaching to our children, and one of those things should be that emotional abuse and stalking are not okay, no matter what the, the, the context is. And so... To sit there and try to make that argument in such a public forum, I was just like, wow, you really just don't know what you're talking about, or you really are that dumb. And then it was like kind of sad, you know? It's like, because this lady was a female and she tries to claim female empowerment and feminine, and she's a feminist and this and that. And I'm like, but you're not, you're not even remotely supporting any of those values. And it's like I saw an article a while back week or two ago um, about this uh, this feminist who did a porno where she was completely degraded and, and all this stuff to help bring more attention to feminism and the feminist right. cause. And I'm like, how in the fuck does you get choked, spit on, beat, fisted? These are all things that were mentioned is what happened in the video. Uh, um, how does any of that show feminist, like you're, and from the description I got, when I, and I, I watched a very small snippet of it just to see what the hell it was about, and I got to a point like, whoa, nope, 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 nope. Nah, I, can't, I couldn't handle it. I'm like, this is just fucking stupid and wrong and gross. Because <laughs> um, I was just curious as to what it was. I could, so I actually had a completely different... For entertainment value, I don't mind reading stuff like that. Because to me, you, where you find entertainment is wherever you find entertainment. I don't care. Right. But the writing itself was so... So bad, I couldn't read it. Well, I could so not do it. I'm the same way for entertainment. So I used to get in these arguments with my mom. Well, I don't like it when they cuss in movies and this and that. Well, if you're going to be representing somebody who is a mass murderer who doesn't care about anything, he's not going to say "give me your forking," whatever, right? He's going to say those words. So that's why these, you know, it's it would be considered to be a poor, poorly written character if they didn't do that. I get that, but I'm just saying. It just seems to me so weird that these people are embracing it in, in the manner that they embrace it in and not as this is just entertainment. This is, you know, finally somebody's, you know, it just it's the, the, it's a double faced standard. That's kind of the kind of awkward um, kind of like this chick that was getting abused and all this stuff. And the whole reason why she was it was supposedly being done for feminism is that she kept like in between puking and gagging and all this other crap that was happening because of what they were doing to her, she was trying to preach about, well, you know, here's the statistics about this many women are raped per year. And this guy's like railing from behind. I'm like, how is, what the fuck? This whole thing is just like, <laughs> my head's like, what in the hell? And I was like, what has to happen to a person like in their upbringing or whatever, like to make them think that like these things were okay. And, and I don't know, it just, it bothered me on, on like a core level. Like I, I really want to make sure that when we raise, as we raise our daughter, that she's not okay with these things happening to her as long as she gets some sort of a, uh, you know, like it's like, it, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but basically that I guess if you're going to use somebody for his money, make sure you're actually 
not that you, not that I encourage this, but at least that way, if she, if she was truly doing it, that's empowering to a way. I mean, but, but to sit there and have this character that's, that's meek and not really. So there are people who enjoy for whatever reason they have enjoy being degraded or whatever. So if you're doing it because you legitimately enjoy anything, whatever it is you're doing, if you're doing it because you enjoy that and you find pleasure or gratification in that, that is all great and gravy. Right. If you are doing something in order to please someone else without the benefit to yourself, even on the simplest of terms, I'm not even talking about sex. <laughs> like, like if you, if you find yourself in a relationship with somebody who only ever does the things they like and never does the things you like, if you are with somebody who... Um, doesn't take into account what what your wants and needs are it can be just as devastating on a non-sexual level as the other mm-hmm. so i think it's important to teach people that from the get-go about everything right not not this whole you know well i'm not gonna do anything for you if you don't do something for me first right but about making sure that your relationships are two-way streets right and that's you know and everybody fails at that but at least if you raise, you know, no one's perfect and no one's going to always attain those particular levels. But at least if you're aware that that's what you're trying to do, when you do make mistakes, you're going to be a lot more likely to hopefully be able to take criticism about them and, and fix them and correct them than to continue to just, you know, not. And so, I don't know, it was just, it's really strange. But, but ultimately for me, the hardest part for me is just how do, like, I've got a little girl. I've got a daughter, and there's no way in hell I could support somebody who literally has those viewpoints about, and not just has those viewpoints, but brags about having right, those viewpoints. Right, and I don't. And this it doesn't matter that you know it's way worse because he's running for the most powerful office in our country. But it wouldn't matter to me if he was running for president or not. If this was the, like I, I've got customers that, that talk like this from time to time, and I'm just like. Like I can't, when I'm in a professional environment with him, I can't say anything. I can't, but I sure as hell don't, I don't chuckle. I don't, I don't show any emotion whatsoever. And, and I don't, you know, do anything, anything that would show that I'm in agreement. Cause that's just, no. And you know, there's been a few times where somebody's like asked me a question like, and like, you know, I'm like something wrong. I'm like, no. And I'll just like, I'll just flat out. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna instigate anything. I'm not, cause uh, that's not what I'm here for. I mean, you, you guys do your little boys club, whatever. Um, I'm not going to lose my job over it, but at the same time, I'm sure as hell not going to sit here and guffaw and agree with you and, and slap you on the back and like, good job, pal. <laughs> Cause it's, it's not okay. And it's not okay for our kids to be raised to think that, you know, whatever the boys do is, is all fine and dandy, but the girls, they have to be subjugated to a certain extent and this and that. Um, and so it just bothers me on a base level that from any perspective, presidential election or otherwise that people can be okay and or can overlook those kinds of things now there are those who would say well you know that was in the past he's probably a changed person now but but you have to the proof is in the pudding like i get it there are those like i was young and dumb once and i know in my young teenage years and whatnot there were stupid things i said from a base understanding he's in his late 50s that's my that's what i was getting to is that but I have changed. <laughs> I have realized my wrongs. I have tried to make good on those, and I have changed myself as a person in order to not, not fall into those voids and those traps anymore. Um, whereas this is a grown man 
who by now should be aware of these things. And his recent behavior does not show that he has any difference of opinion between now and then. Um, and so it just, it's, 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 it's weird. It's weird to be experiencing all of this right now while trying to raise a young girl and two young boys because, you know. Yeah, I think it's almost more important to teach them. Yeah. Like really hammer into them that yeah. you need to be respectable and you need to treat them as an equal and not as a lesser than or anything like that. Well, it's been really hard with, I mean, I, I think everything starts with people are in charge of their own body. Like that's, you're in charge of what comes out of your mouth and, and somebody else is in charge of what happens to their body. Right. And, and even Trent at a young age has decided that he can do whatever he wants to me. Yeah. Without any fear of consequences, whether right. that's climbing on my back. Like if I, you know, squat down to do something, um, you know, on the lower bookshelf or something, he will jump on my back and just, and it hurts. Right. Um, he has no sense of personal space. So it's been really hard to yeah drive that point home for yeah. him the nice thing is though is that we can continue to work on him and drive that point home and, and 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 literally when he's doing that kind of stuff with you it's not from a place of evil or anything like that it's just from a it's, it's truly from a place of not understanding or or just wanting to be around mom and trying to dive in there which is it's those it's those base natures that most people are grow out of as they are taught to respect these things mm-hmm. Some don't, obviously. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's very important that we teach it from both ends of the spectrum um, that, A, f- from the male's perspective, you need to respect the female. You need to treat them as an equal, not as a lesser or anything like that. And then from the female's perspective, you need to know that you are worthy of respect and that you are worthy of, you know, being treated as an equal and seen as an equal. And there's no reason why you should allow somebody to treat you these ways or do these things to you and that kind of stuff. Um, unless you truly do enjoy it and you have, because once again, you go into all an informed consent, right? Right. Not, not a, not a uh, coerced consent, not a, um, well, you know, there's been enough emotional, whatever and and abuse and and stalking now that I'm just going to put up with this. It makes my life easier than having to actually try to fight it. That's not, so it's it was just and it was a really weird and interesting argument to have with a female. Like I was like, wow. <laughs> so this is how these kinds of things happen because you as a woman aren't getting it. Okay, I'm so I just and I you know I I said my piece. I left the, the tool comment and didn't move on because it was going to be you know there's that whole you you know that when you're trying to debate with somebody there's a point you get to where it's not going to be a debate anymore and it's just going to be. It, you would just if you allow yourself to devolve down that hole, you're going to devolve your way into just name calling, slurring insults and whatnot, and then you're no better than the other person. So it was like, oh, I'm just going to check out now. And then I have you message the guy that made the original post. I'm like, hey, just letting you know, I don't know who this chick is, but man, she needs to figure a few things out. And I'm I'm checking the hell out of this post. He's like, you know, you can light her up if you want to. I'm like, it's not going to do any good. <laughs> I mean, I would love to just for the fear, sheer, you know, satisfaction of doing it. But then afterwards, what what does it actually accomplish? And it doesn't accomplish anything for me. So it would just be a waste of my, not breath in this case, but a waste of my, my commanding keyboard prowess. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it was it was just interesting all the way around. If you say so. Yeah, I just well, like I said, it just it it continues. I'm having a hard time as a father grappling with what's going on in the world today, as a parent in general, just because 
I've got people I respect and love a lot that are supporting this asshat. I've got, you know, it, it's just like, how much are, are we willing to overlook because we're pissed off about this one particular thing? And the one particular thing being, well, like I said, I'm not going to, I'm st- I'm putting the brakes on myself, but ha- trying to battle this stuff as it is invading my kid's psyche from all angles and trying to make sure that they're well balanced and they understand that just because people have knee jerk reactions towards others doesn't mean that that's okay or that you need to have those reactions as a parent. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's a tough situation to raise your kids in. And so it, it really, especially when stuff like that happens, it's just that it makes you stop and literally go, what the fuck? I mean, there's, there's never been a truer WTF moment than stuff like that. And so it's just, yeah, but I have to think back on our childhood. I mean, the whole Monica Lewinsky thing happened right. when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. Maybe sixth grade. I don't remember. I remember that um, they had to take it out of the newspapers because we did newspaper study and right. they had to take that whole bit out before they get, delivered the newspapers to us every every day. You know, <laughs> like it was, a, it was a big thing. And <laughs> it was a big thing. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um so, and I'm sure at the time, my parents are going, I've got to worry about my kid finding out about, the about what a cigar and a vagina can do. <laughs> like, like, you have to admit, there's definitely some correlation there. Um, right. There is. That, that the world is an ever-evolving place. And in the grand scheme of things, when you look backwards, we're really not dealing with anything that bad it's just a a slight degree worse than what our parents had to deal with which is basically the entire sum of history yeah like the next generation is having to deal with just something a slight bit worse than the last now we have the internet which it makes it a tiny bit more exponentially more complicated but so i I, yeah and i and you're right the whole clinton scandal thing was uh, it was another one of those abuse of power things and whatnot but I will say at least he's not one. He never planned to build a wall. <laughs> yeah. So he was I, also racist. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're more than just a slight degree worse. But, but, but yeah, I get it from that perspective that, you know, that, but Trump is just a mismatch of mismatch of all of the bad things over the last generation. It's not that he's anything new. He's just a freaking shining example of all bad things. He's a racist. He's awful. Mm-hmm. Racist. He looks like the eighties blew up on him <laughs> with the spray tan and the weird hair and the uh-huh. whatever. He, 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 he is sexist and misogynistic, but, and he's a train. He's a train. Mm-hmm. He's a train now. Every time he talks and he breathes in, he's like, Oh nose yeah. Whistle. It's, like, it's like the choo choo. I can't even make my nose do what his does, but he just says that it whistles. It's like, yeah. <laughs> It's because of the way his lower... Okay, I'm not going to insult his looks. Anyway. Yeah, no. It's just not even worth it. No. Um, but point being, he's just the living embodiment of so many bad things that have just... We've come to live with, but he's right. so many of them stacked up and just the shining example Like, like of, when, when a person has one or two of those traits, you can find ways to still have a rational conversation with him as long as you avoid it's not even about that it's about it's about you can find lots of sexist people who you're like whatever he's a sexist but you know he 
whatever you know just ignore him yeah and you can find people that are racist i mean we had freaking strom Thurmond in the congress or senate or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck i'm i'm an idiot by the way i'm a political idiot anyway all i know is he was old as fuck and he was racist as shit and but people ignored him mm-hmm. because he was old as fuck and racist as shit but when you put racist and sexist and misogynistic and all the stuff together and, and a possibility of, of like you know a lot of fucking power right yeah that's when people get scared yeah because Bill Clinton well, was but a that's sexist a, pig. But, but see, that's the scary part of it is that's when people should get scared. But a great number of them are like, "Fuck yeah, we're finally going to get this country to back to greatness again. We're going to be allowed to be racist. We're going to be allowed to be sexist. We're going to be allowed to be misogynistic and 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 beat our women and you know blah." blah. I'm like, "Whoa, this is not what I want my daughter to grow up to be <laughs> or be in." It's like, "No, no, no, no. That's not, that's not the America I want her to have to experience." You know. Yeah. So I I think right now everything is just. We're in a very weird year, and after this year, things time will tell. Like we'll either right. be on the roller coaster to hell, <laughs> or yeah. not. Or yeah. or in five years, we will all laugh hysterically about this horrible year. Um, One can hope it's the latter. What was the that that brings up another meme that I did find that was actually hilarious. It said, uh, "Just when uh, you thought 2016 had gotten bad enough, God says bring in the clowns." <laughs> the clown thing is, is right. hilarious to me uh well I, the, there was a dude open carrying at safeway this week because of it like there's and <laughs> like those motherfucking clowns. well so here's the deal like i i am i am I'm, I'm all for guns i'm all for the right to have guns i think we need to be smarter about how they're sold and smarter about how they're kept around our kids and whatnot and there needs to be better education if you choose to have a gun in your house with you instead of hiding it or being a taboo thing you need to make sure they understand they don't ever fuck there's a whole fucking thing to it i don't have a problem with guns i have a problem with some of the ass hats that get a hold of guns or like this dude he was clearly exercising his right because it is not illegal to open carry as long as we can visibly see the piece at least here in oregon you are allowed to open carry it and it's fine and it was a pistol, and it was all, it was a sidearm, and everything was good. He had it brandished out. It was clear. It was in a holster that was like one of those snap-down holsters like the cops have. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just going to bounce out and go off on somebody. Um, but then on the back of his belt, behind his back, he had like an additional three clips. I'm like, okay. So I get it. You want to have a gun for personal protection? Totally okay. I'm, look, I'm looking at pursuing my concealed carry permit. I don't have a problem with that. But I also don't need three fucking clips worth of ammunition if somebody, like if a clown comes at me with a knife, I'm going to pop him once with the gun. They're going to drop. It's going to be over. Move on. Right? Or a clown comes at me with a knife. I show my pistol. If they're smart, they turn around and go, just kidding, buddy, and walk away. I don't have to waste any of that expensive ammunition, right? <laughs> but I sure as fuck do not need three fucking clips worth of ammo to keep this clown or whoever else at bay. Like you're a bad shot at that point and which is the whole crux of the problem is that you need to become better at like if it takes you eight bullets or more to take somebody or to stop somebody from attacking you you probably need to get better at shooting the fucking gun in the first place or you're just trying to be one of those ass bags that wants to show off just because you can show off See, and that's to me nine times out of ten that's what somebody's doing right i've got guns y'all i got guns see my guns i got guns i'm gun person i got guns don't tell me i can't have my guns because i got guns but at the same time (laughs) 
I truly appreciate. I actually, I, I, I prefer them to open carry, yeah, me than too. to concealed carry. And the reason why is not because, really, the reason for me is because it is too easy. Depending, I, I, I can choose which state I get my concealed carry permit from, and I base that upon how many states recognize that state's concealed carry permit, and I want to get the most bang for my buck. It has nothing to do with the quality of the program I've said, concealed carry class or anything else, or whatever. It's just where do I get, where can I get the best bang in the most states to allow me to do this? So with a concealed carry permit, there are a select few programs out there that are really good. Right. And if people go through them and they follow them, that's great. But there are a lot that are just enough to get you the questions, the answers to the questions that you need in order to get your permit in the first place. And those are all, and those are also the kind of people that will either do that or they'll just open carry because it's easier. And I would prefer the open carry because I can go, okay, I really have a good chance that you're probably not going to be very good with that. And if I ever see you reaching for it, I'm just going to get the fuck out of the way. But the, with a concealed carry, you're not going to see it till the person pulls it out and or pulls it out and drops it to the floor and accidentally goes off and pops somebody in the ass. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'd, I'd much prefer, unless we're going to get a lot better about how we test to allow for concealed carry permits that the people would just let me see that they're carrying a gun so I know to avoid them. Mm. And it's not to avoid them because I'm scared of guns, and it's not to avoid them because I'm scared of them or anything else. It's just so I can keep an extra eye on that person because I don't trust their gun skills because I've never been out to a range and shot with them. But I now visually have a cue to know, I need to look out for you just on just to be on the safe side. I just, it's kind of like the assholes that fly the southern flag. You're just you're actually doing me a service. So please keep flying the fucking things in the back of your truck. Do it all goddamn day long. It just lets me know that <clears throat> you're an ass bag that I need to keep out of my life. Makes it so much. So then I don't have to like think about it. I can just go, oh look, southern flag, stars and bars. Yeah, ass bag. Okay, move on, motherfucker. You know. <laughs> so it just makes my life easier. So I'm like, it's okay. It's okay for the open carry. And I and I've been around other people who have open carried in the past, and the you know kids ask me about it, and I explain to him and everything's cool i'm like hey it's you know and it, it, it just it's it, it i don't make it a huge taboo thing i'm like oh my god they have a gun <gasps> you know because that's what happens when we make things taboo you have underage drinking you have this you have all these problems and so it just becomes a, a hodgepodge of of wacky and and crazy stuff so but yeah it's it's definitely it's weird to be a parent these days because it's yeah, it just it just is. But at the same time, it's really fucking cool because like my kids have access to more stuff now and more knowledge and information than I ever did growing up that I yeah. wish I had. Like, oh my god, if I could have had a, a a device that allowed me to connect into a wealth of information from all over the world, where I could look stuff up at the moment's notice. I do it now. Oh, like, me I too. I love the whole like the kids will ask me some dumb question. You know why? Why is the paint? that way on the road and i'll be right. like let me find out yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know but gonna, i know all the things oh yeah i don't know but i can look it up for you <laughs> um <coughs> it's just it's kind of cool so you look conflustered nope i was just checking the time to make sure that the, uh we weren't going over and also that i wasn't running out of sd card space um yeah, no, it's it, it's it's and that and like with Ezra, he'll ask me a question. I'm like, honestly, dude, I don't know. And if I do this, I'm just gonna Google it. So why don't you pull out your phone right now since I'm driving and uh, look it up real quick? And he'll look it up and we'll, well talk about it. Also teaching them how to filter through the information that is on the internet because right. Well, or, or so 
fact checking. <laughs> I this is something I really need him to figure out how to check a fact or something that is presented to you as a fact. Like he's like you know as just random questions that just pop out right, right. you're like what the hell? He's like so do we live in a tsunami zone? And I kind of looked at him. I gave it a second. And I look back, I'm like, are, are, you being, are you being serious? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So the question is, do we live in a tsunami zone? He's like, yeah. I'm like, no, we do not. He goes, oh. I said, we have this wonderful thing called the, the, um, the, the I don't remember their, their official designation, but we have this mountain range between us and the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have, you have to go over these mountains to get down to the ocean here in Oregon. And that, that, that separates us from the beach. So... If a tsunami big enough to come over top these mountains comes, we don't need to worry about anything because we're all fucking yeah, dead. If, At if, that if point we're in, time, in a tsunami zone, if it's if there's a tsunami big enough to make us in its zone, we're dead anyway. Yeah. So the entire world is fucked at that point, so mm-hmm. might as well just let it happen. Um, but no, we're not in a tsunami zone now. If we went over to the other side of those mountains and we were hanging out in the beaches, then yes, we would be in a tsunami zone. He goes, Oh, okay. Because mom lives in a tsunami zone. And I'm like, what? And I look at him, I'm like, she's further inland than us and not near any rivers. How in the, wh- what makes Who you th- said that? I'm like, what makes you think she's in a tsunami zone? And I'm like, well, okay, well, let me rephrase that. Who told you <laughs> that you li- she lives in a tsunami zone? And then he mentions his, his uh, not the oldest brother, but mm-hmm. his, his brother, it's, you know, you know, a couple years older than him. I'm like, oh. And how many times do I have to repeat to you, don't believe everything that so-and-so says because a lot of times as an older brother your number one goal in life is to see how fucking gullible your siblings are that are younger than you he's uninformed or he's uninformed right i'm like but like couldn't you have like looked on google and said like where are the tsunami zones and gotten a map of where the tsunami zones are and go oh there is the beach in the tsunami zone and there is where my mom lives and they are nowhere near each other i mean like that's just basic and so I'm, I'm really trying to get him to figure out how to go online and check these facts. But like you said, don't just believe the first thing that he reads, um, but actually put a little bit of effort into researching it because then he wouldn't be sitting here thinking that his mom who lives, I don't know, how many miles inland is that from the ocean? If you didn't count the mountain range, you have to go over I, I like a hundred plus miles. I mean, no, it's not but if you were to go just... As yeah. the crow flies, I think I don't think it's that. Far. No, no. But if you were just to drive it, it's no, it's probably closer to like sixty, seventy miles. Either way, it's enough that if the water gets, are you you're looking it up right now? I'm aren't totally you? looking it Good. up right now. Good, because it's yeah. I don't. And it was like it was like the whole thing, but it was like one of those ones that it literally hurt my brain for a second when the question came out because there was no there was no lube, there was no nothing. It was just blah, 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 Ezra's mouth diarrhea. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Any information over there as to whether or not we're in a tsunami zone? Um, I'm just trying to pull it up because it, it gives you like the really fragmented image and tell you um, damage potential in our area is moderate but i know we we would see definitely see an influx in the river right because the water's going to come up the river and make the the levels rise and whatnot but we don't live close enough to it for that to be a problem for us either like 
we're in a little sweet spot in the area here where we could see the, the some areas around us getting hit by the high waters and all that, but it wouldn't affect us directly. But it sure as hell wouldn't affect her where she lives at all. Well, she's <laughs> almost essentially across the river from us. Right. But more, farther from the river than we are. Than yeah. we are. And just slightly more to yeah. the east. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. If a tsunami gets to us that's bad enough to make life bad for right. us. There's far worse problems. Like, yeah. we're, we're Most people are yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of LA is gone. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. That would be, that's pretty much screwed. So, that brings back to um, the, is it Hurricane Matthew? Matthew. Matt? Matthew? Matthew. Matthew. So Matthew. Yes, because I have friends who are saying, Hurricane Matthew is going to hit land on 10-7, and Matthew 10-7 says that such and such means uh, that God's coming back, and it's all going to yeah. be fine, just fine. That's, and aren't, aren't we so blessed? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, yeah. I can't believe you just said that out loud. That, no, see, that doesn't, see, that's the thing, though, that doesn't surprise me at all, because I grew up with those people. That they would find the most random connections to these things and make him like, yeah. But no, somebody else brought up the um, brought up the the death toll in Haiti versus the death toll in the oh, U.S. Yep, yep. And was like, they better not. I try guess it. which one they covered on the media. Right, and I'm like, you're trying to make this a black versus a white thing. I think they're trying to make it a. The one, the one insular I, thing, like no, we the, only care about what happens to us, kind of thing. The one that I saw was more tint, stilted towards, like, mm. of course the black people are getting the media coverage, and I'm just like, are you fucking with me? Like, legit, like, like hundreds of people died. Like, there, there should not be a. Oh, see, I saw it going the. I, the one I saw was like, uh, so so many people died in in Haiti. Only four people died in America, but guess who they're covering? That? Okay, so... That I understand. Yeah. It's it, it, it's basic human instinct to be concerned about only that which truly affects you. So it doesn't surprise me that the media would only cover what's happening here in the States. And not I just think it's funny that some people think that the media is only covering Haiti and some people think that the right. media is only covering the U.S. It can't, it's not, it can't be both. It like, can't, no. So I think what what so often happens is people put on their freaking blinders and they only pay attention to what people are telling them about. Or they take their own personal bias and apply it to whatever is being presented to yeah. them. And that's like one thing I'm really trying hard with the kids to get them to realize is that don't auto, you know, as hard as it is, don't automatically take your personal bias, whatever it is, and apply it to that situation because you might be right or you might be woefully wrong. Right. And if you're woefully wrong, you're going to have a lot harder time making up for making an ass out of yourself than if you had tried to just be open minded. It's far better to try to be open minded and then proven wrong than to be closed-minded and be proven wrong, right. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, but I couldn't believe that when I saw it. I'm like, okay, yeah, so you're going to try to claim that it's only the black people that are getting coverage when really it's 300-plus people in a, I, I don't know if they're technically a third-world country, but de not definitely not, uh, you know, as advanced, as considered to be on high on the food chain as the U S or UK or wherever else are, as far as it's still as uh, industrialization and stuff goes. 
um, people died, and there's going to be long-term effects because of the lack of proper health care in certain areas and whatnot. There's going to be other issues that they're going to experience, and you're going to try to make this a black versus white issue again. Oh, my God, get off my Facebook feed. So that's why I just keep cleaning it up. <laughs> like, go away, go away, go away. <laughs> so... <clears throat> and I uh, call back to a little bit of an older show. We've been getting positive feedback on the budgeting thing, so cool. we're gonna be talking about it more and more. So we're still in the very early stages. We're still working out what our budget is. Um, you and I have sat down on a few th- these items. We looked at it. We've had little mini budget meetings and all that. And we're gonna do the official kickoff. It looks like next month because we'll have because um, like at this point, like. I will say this much going through the program. Like when I first heard him say, like, you don't truly know where your money goes. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I know where my money, like, I, I know that I got these bills every month and I know I spend money on this every month. I know where my money goes, but then I decided, well, I'm going to toss all this stuff into a budget. I'm going to go through my accounts and let's see what everything's come out. I'm going to add it into the budget. And then as I'm whittling away my paycheck down from all the stuff we're paying on, I'm like, huh? Okay. <laughs> so, I didn't have a 100% clear perception as to exactly where it was all going because I forgot about that one. Oh, and look, there's that one. Oh, and there's that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's forced me to be a lot more um, selective about my spending. Like, Yeah, I think that there's a lot of things that are going to go by the wayside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't, like, I legitimately have not been to the coffee stand I know. I'm very proud of you. I, I treat myself once a week now, and I'm going to whittle that back to once like a month. Um, or if I'm on the road traveling for my company, my food and, and all that is expense. So I, I, I will allow myself to have that with breakfast then. Um, otherwise, I've been making the coffee at home. It's been a lot cheaper. It's been a lot more frustrating. It's not quite as easy as just grab it on the way out, out of town. But it's a hell of a lot cheaper. It's like, you know, pennies on the dollar type of a thing. Um, so that's been one thing. Um, the worst though are the mornings where I forget to turn the coffee maker on before I go into the shower. Like I'll usually get it all set up so I can just turn it on and go into the shower and coffee by the time I get out of the shower. It's like, woohoo. And then there's mornings where I forget and then I don't get to it till like 10 o'clock and I'm like, ah, but yeah, I've been doing that. And then, um, like there, so the, one of the things they talk about in the whole program is like spend like but, but he, he recommends that if you have a problem, or he recommends it for some people that um, it's too easy to swipe the card because mm-hmm. you just don't think about where that money is coming from or where it's going or what it is. It's just, whoop, oh, there I paid for it. Whoop, oh, there I paid for it. So he recommends spending cash on everything because the cash forces you to really take it into account um, where the money is going. And I haven't, so, like, I think we're going to do a hybrid model on that um, because he's got like an envelope system and all this stuff. And I don't, I don't want to give too much of the, of the nitty gritty away because mm-hmm. I don't want to like, and I don't want to encroach upon like I'm trying to trademark stuff, right? But yeah. I will talk the the things that I know that aren't anything that he's done specifically mm-hmm. on his own. Mm-hmm. I'll be a little more open on. And I've heard the envelope system elsewhere, when basically the concept there is that you divvy up your cash into envelopes, and each envelope is for a different thing. And then and you- see, I think that would help us a little bit in the teamwork aspect because if we have you know. 400 right. bucks for groceries for the month and we have an envelope with $400 in it at the beginning right. of the month and it's you know two weeks to the end of the month and there's only 100 bucks in there I'm gonna know there's only 100 bucks left in that part of the budget and right. it's a very visual easy way to know right. exactly where we stand on which is why everything. I was saying what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do a hybrid system for it because things like the grocery bills and stuff like that yeah we're gonna do the cash based system so we can just pull from that 
that um, that particular thing. Um, but there's going to be other stuff that I'm going to leave in the account for when we do like auto pays and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, and that kind of crap. Um, plus, I just I, I don't want to keep too much cash on hand. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna go right out there again and say I think you're just being fucking paranoid. Oh but. yeah. So no. I have a right to say that I think you're being paranoid. Right. You have a right to be paranoid. Yeah. I'm ju- I just have a right to say it. No, I don't. So yeah, I think I think we're right. So right now, as you can see, we're still going through the negotiation phase of how how we're going to apply all the stuff that we're learning in the um in the program and through the book and whatnot. I will say this much though is that you don't realize just how much you don't understand about money management until you listen to somebody who knows what they're talking about money when it comes to money management, talking about how you should manage your money and how everything you've learned up to this point in your life for most people is an absolute lie or misconception as to what you should actually be doing versus what you are doing. Mm -hmm. And that's the damn truth. Cause like, yeah, there's just so many things you're like, okay, so I didn't have to open that credit card for this, or I didn't have to go do that for this, or I didn't have to finance that, or okay. Yeah. Well, and even from my perspective as a real estate agent, some of the things that you do to build your credit score up are the exact wrong things to do to f- build financial stability. And so it's mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, really what it comes down to is it depends on how you want to pay for said goods and services. Like you can, in theory, live on credit and and always finance things and this and that and do just fine, mm-hmm. um, but you're you're not building any type of a wealth or legacy for yourself or for your kids or anything like that. But you can also live completely debt free, not be beholden to anybody, and then if something tanks or goes south and your your loans don't get sold off and, and all the stuff that happened with the mortgage crisis. So there's been you know there's there's two ways to look at everything but yeah like a lot of things you do to try to make your credit score higher so you can get financed wouldn't even matter if you just had the money in the first place to put down large enough money down the loan or to pay outright in cash for whatever you're looking for and the first thing people think when you say that there's no way i could ever pay for a house in cash and it's like well if you actually start if you start looking at statistics and the average American income and how much you've earned by this certain age, and if you had just done this type of a thing with the money and, and done this much, you'd have enough cash right now to buy a house outright. You're like, well, fuck me. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. I've been doing it wrong. It's not, I feel like that lady from that insurance commercial. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Everything I've been taught is a lie. I was, I was riding around with my dad when I went and visited him a couple weeks ago. We went down to, uh, I don't know what, go run an errand. Oh, we had to go drop his trailer off at my sister's house because he needed to move it because they're doing some uh, some underground plumbing work where he has normally has his trailer parked. And then on the way back, he was talking about the, he wants to get a truck and this and that. And he was working to pay off this other stuff, and but he was going to finance it. And I cringed. I'm like, I'm not going to correct the old man on what he wants to do and whatnot because he's actually one of those people that does – He's very careful. He's very careful. Money. He'll he'll finance it and he'll immediately pay it down, which, you know, there's something to be said that that can be made to work and not everybody agrees with it, but it does happen. But I'm just like, oh, but the amount of interest, <laughs> and I'm starting, I'm like running numbers in my head. I'm like, if he, if he goes out and buys the truck that he wants at this price, da, 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 the compounding interest, I'm like, holy shit balls. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Ah. <laughs> but it's funny from that perspective, how much it shifts your thinking. Like you just start to realize how much of it you you piss away more or less 
and you shouldn't because if you don't piss it away and you st- you, you like you piss it away for like the immediate like the immediate gratifications like the oh I bought a movie oh I bought a game oh I bought this little trinket or toy but if you just took that money and saved it for a little bit longer you could buy like the really nice toy you want to get and pay for it all in cash or whatever and this and that and so um it's been just it's been an interesting look and I'm excited to continue to go through it and also not excited because it, it's both uh um awesome to look at where we can be but it's also trepidate it's also not trepidatious but overwhelming um to look at what we're going to have to do to get there mm-hmm. and yeah so i'll just be happy to be at the other end of this particular I don't know what would you call it a jog the uh, race the other end of this race where we're on the the downhill slope because there is a point where you get to where you've now gotten all the debts paid off and you're just sinking that money into investments and whatnot and doing things that uh, are going to make sure that you are stable for the foreseeable future right um and that's the point where I'm like I I can't wait to get to there I know it's going to be a, a slog and there's going to be times where it's like oh good <laughs> but uh yeah, so we're excited. So we're we're doing it. We've committed. We're in the process of getting everything set up. We've got the little envelope filing thingy thanks to a buddy of mine at work that had an extra one from when he started his system. He's like here and he gave it to us and uh and we're going through and we've got the budget all laid out as far as what bills we have, what has to get paid for what, we know where it's all going. And now it's just a matter of picking the first thing and paying it off and then moving on up to the next thing and continuing that climb. So Yay! <laughs> and you're extremely tired, so we need to wrap it up here. So, babe, where can they find us? Online. <laughs> I'm tired, and you put me to sleep with your money talk, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get excited eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> I'm willing to bet once you get to the point where you can just go and buy what you want when you want, and it's not going to affect you at all. You don't have to worry about it. That's going to be nice. Yeah, but I think I think you're a little delusional about how how quickly this is all going to happen because you've seen somebody else who made it happen really fast, but they're in a different situation. I they agree. weren't as deep in it as we already are. So I do not disagree. I'm not saying that I I'm I'm expecting the same timeline or payout they are. I'm just saying I'm excited because I have something that's helping me to feel better. Like I can control what's happening, how I'm going to pay it and how it's going to get taken care of. And I've got some structure and an outline now, whereas before I was just patching leaks as they popped. If that makes any sense. Like, Oh, there's another hole patch it. Oh, there's another hole patch it. Oh, there's another hole patch it. So I am by no means delusional to think that I'm going to have the same rate of success in the same amount of time that that person did because the, everything's different. That's the thing about the program too, that I like too, is that he makes sure that you understand that, here are the average times that it takes to pay these things off, but understand that everybody's different and it really depends on how much you commit and how much you do this and whatnot and how much you've sunk yourself. But the nice thing is by looking at the financials and actually taking it into consideration all the different things that we have, we are not nearly as bad off as a lot of Americans are. Agreed. Like, I think I think that what... We really have a, a low debt overall. Yeah. We just need to get it rid of it is yeah. all like we you know we've got you know a few small loans and whatnot our my concern is our our output 
on the monthly basis, our input and output is very similar. Right. Like what we currently, like things we can't get rid of, things right. that we are either committed to contractually or committed to because we, you know, have, right. have to do it. So, because we have the house and the car and right. the, you know, like there's things that we just can't up and bail out. It's not like, like when somebody's like, well, I had to tighten the belt and cut off my cable bill. Right. Yeah, that's great and gravy, but... You know, there's certain things that we're tied down to, and that pretty much equals out even with our income. <laughs> yeah, yes and no, but I've already presented multiple. I, for example, I've I've already found the in, the car insurance thing. We're gonna shave money there. I've found the I'm gonna I found ways we're gonna shave money off the cell phone bill. Um, we're gonna tighten that up and whatnot. So we're looking, and that's the part. But that's also part of what he talks about in the budget thing too. Is you're gonna start looking for places where you can find a way to shave that money off, and you're gonna do it, which is exactly what we're doing. And I am finding places where to make up the difference and whatnot. So as long as we don't do anything to add to what we've already got, we will crawl out of it just fine. It's just gonna take it. And then the one thing that we have that is a huge benefit for us is that while our monthly looks like that, and we're very close. That is not at all taking into consideration the bonuses that pop up throughout mm-hmm. the year for my job, where we can just take all that and apply it to yeah. these different debts and knock them down, um, which is part of what allowed him to do it so fast is because, yeah, your month stuff, you might be kind of capped out or whatever, but you start taking these bonuses and just throwing them at those debts, and all of a sudden it, it chunks down and pays off real quick. So <laughs> that's... I'm just explaining why it doesn't excite me the same way it excites you. I'm, I'm not saying it's... I'm not committed. I'm not saying I'm not going to go through the thing with you. I'm just saying when you talk about it, it does not like fill me with fervor and excitement. It fills me with dread and horrible thoughts. So (laughs) if you want me to be perky and happy at the end of the show, it is not the time to do it. (laughs) So speaking of the end of the show, yes, as you said earlier, we can be found online. You can find us at www.badparentingpodcast.com. If you want to send us an email, send it to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. Uh, voicemail number 503-609-0375. Or that fancy-dancy phone pocket computer thing you have has a voice recorder on it. You can uh, record your voicemail on that and then email it to us, and we'll play it on the show. Um, sometimes a week late. Sorry, Slacker. Uh, but we do always do it. <laughs> um, also, if you want, we are on MySpace. See, look, it, it just flew, flew out. But yes, we are legitimately we on MySpace. We actually are on MySpace. Uh, we're on you Facebook. said it enough time you spoke it into being. I had to. It just wasn't going away. <laughs> <laughs> it kept haunting me. Um, we're also on Facebook, Instagram. Um, why did I almost say? I almost said... Uh, I'm not even going to speak it because I put it on the on the onto the microphone. It might actually happen, and that's not, I don't want that to happen at all. What? I for whatever reason I almost said we were on Tinder. I'm like, no, we're not on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> how do you? Yeah, how would you as a couple doing a podcast present yourself? Like that would be swipe left to swing. I don't know. What's what's the question? I don't know how that would work. Do they right? do that? Is no, that a thing? I don't think so. That's why I was like, why did my mind even go there in the first place? I don't know. I'm wondering too. <laughs> But also, we are available on the Podcast Collective. Um, and on the Podcast Collective, we Which is kind of like swinging for podcasts. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Because there has been some cross-pollination happening here yes, recently. Yes, I've, there has. I've gotten my, my essence all over a couple other shows and, and vice versa. So I, was I don't actually, know if I like you speaking that way. 
So uh, I actually, um, last week I recorded with the Rad Dad Radio Hour, and our episode, I, they always have a couple in the can, so I think in another two weeks or so, the episode that I was on will get dropped, um, and I uh, had a good time there, and we're going to have those guys on our show here soon. Um, I've almost got the uh, garage ready to go so that when we want to do the uh, the mobile call and stuff like that with Skype and all that, we can do the recording out there with it, um, and so once that's done, we can have them back on. Oh, um, oh. Yeah. And announcement for in the near future, sad occasion, my grandmother's funeral, awesome occasion, my brother's coming to town. So we might have another episode recorded with your... With my dad and my brother. Which the last one got rave reviews as we passed around a fifth. It literally is one of my favorite days in my whole life. Right. (laughs) So regardless of the funeral. So um, uh, I'm... I'm So there's a good chance that'll be happening again. And uh, in fact, we're gonna. I'm gonna start preparations for it here soon with uh, your dad and whatnot. But like, hey, by the way, just keep this night open because <laughs> we're gonna have him in town. Keep your and schedule clear. Yeah, I'll have some microphones ready, and and uh, we'll have plenty of alcohol to to share. So, um, but on the collective, uh, you'll find us on the block. No hope for humanity. The coffin Joe cast. The sunshine happy pants hour. Forty going on fourteen. Dating baggage. The internet with Scott the Pool Boy, who is actually now Scott the Plumber. Little side note. Um, I Am Salt Lake, Minton Boxcast, Tales from the Hard Side, The Dog and Deuce Show, Empty Rant Podcast, and The Rad Dad Radio Hour. Um, so yeah, go ahead and check out The Collective. If you like our show, there's a guarantee you're probably going to find something on there that you like as well. And then for anybody who enjoys podcasts, listening to podcasts, etc., support your shows in whatever way you choose to support them. Uh, it could be a rating and review on iTunes. It could be a voicemail. It could be an email, shout out on Twitter or Facebook, all of the above. However you choose to do it is fine, but um, you're, you're the, the guys that do, or not the guy, I want to, sorry, that sounds sexist. Those who record podcasts do really enjoy um, hearing from the listeners and interacting with them, and I have yet to meet somebody who doesn't like to get feedback or some sort of interaction with their listeners, so uh, that is uh, always an accepted and welcome thing, so... Um, also we have merch. I always forget to mention this. I'm really trying hard to remember now. Uh, if you go to our website and click the merch link, you'll be taken to our, our page where you can buy shirts and all sorts of other cool stuff with our, we're budgeting. We need your money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just, <laughs> well, no, but the show does need some upgrades here eventually. And we, we try to fund that based off of what we make off merch sales and whatnot and other stuff. And, you know, so that's why we haven't for, we haven't had any new equipment upgrades recently because we haven't sold any merch. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> merch has been kind of light. So, um, but yes, go ahead. I was told there was a, a fortune in internet podcasting, <laughs> fake internet radio. It was right? a fortune. It's a money maker. Get yourself out there and score some theoretical internet dollars. Yeah, it's like that whole it's like the underpants gnome thing. Step one, <laughs> podcast. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. profit. <laughs> Um, but no, and all, all joking aside, uh, I you, am totally joking. Right? Don't, yeah, don't it, it it does support the show, but like once again, any way you can support the show is appreciated. And like, as I said, feedback, interaction, all that—that's wonderful. Um, I've we've actually had a lot of listeners that I didn't, or a lot of people that I know I know on Facebook and whatnot, but I did not realize were listening to the show have started to come out and actually um, out themselves, so to speak. That they've come out of the closet, like we listen to your show. I'm like, oh, hey, cool. Um, so I've had a lot more interactions with those kinds of people. So thank you. Um, we always, like I said, we enjoy listening and, and interacting with you guys. 
Um, and looking forward to having our friends from New Zealand coming over here in a few months. They're going to be stopping in and doing one last hurrah before married life sucks them into the abyss of uh, hopefully eventual parenthood and, and the never-ending stuff that goes from there, depending on what they choose to do. But uh, we look forward to that. And, yeah, um, unless you have something else to add, babe. All right. Well, until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad, and the smelly. It's just a different way of describing your, you know, nut basket. Bigger baskets. Bigger baskets. Yeah, that's what happens when you get older. You need a bigger basket for your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Things start to stretch and and sag and swell and sag. Drop. A little more sagging. Yeah. Especially after the snip snip. Yeah. They just it's like they just give up on life. <laughs> You tortured us. You burned us. <laughs> we can We're just no going to go down here now. We can no longer. By your kneecaps. <laughs> we can no longer spread our seed and, and, and make the world larger. So we're just going to be sad and, and always in your way. It's all done now. Here it goes.